Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today, it is just me, so there's no YouTube video accompanying this episode today. It's audio only, so enjoy. This is one of those episodes that you can definitely do while you're thinking and driving, for example, which we highly encourage on this program. So today, we're going to talk about the three ways that you can fail on Amazon. There's only three. If you think of another one, please let me know. But these are kind of universal rules, actually. And this this episode's prompted because some of the pushback that we get, for example, in our Facebook groups sometimes is, and we get the same pushback about this podcast, actually. People will come in and typically they've been around for a short time when they push back in this way. You know, they've been around our group for a week or so and they say, okay, I see all these success stories, literally hundreds recent success stories posted candidly in our Facebook group. These are real people. You can interact with them. You can ask them questions. You can even kind of come in grumpy with your arms crossed and go, but what's your ROI? But what's your margin? But what's your net? Well, actually, if you scroll up, that was already asked and answered because we always ask that question as well. You know, $100,000 in sales, not all that impressive until you know what was the net, what was the take home. So we always push for that information as well. Every podcast episode, every time we have a success story testimonial, the person who posts it's going to get asked about 15 times, if not more, from the community, people saying, but what's your net profit? Well, that was actually already asked if you scroll up because we emphasize making sure that we're very transparent in that manner. But that's not the pushback I'm talking about. The pushback I'm talking about on this podcast and when we post all these testimonials that are rolling in multiple testimonials per week Pushback is this, one of them. And this is the one where I think people wearing the skeptic's hat, I almost envision them with their arms crossed and you know, a little grumpy, a little off-put. And I understand that because the world of making money online is just full of craziness. People selling courses they've never tried before and strategies they've never even attempted because they're an affiliate marketer and making it look like they're trying the business when they're not. And all kinds of crazy scams and you can get on mailing lists and they'll have opportunity a week and they're promoting something different every week. I understand the skepticism, so I'm not beating you up, but let's talk about the pushback that we hear. And this is common. I want to hit this one straight on today. It's, well, I see all these success stories, Jim, hear them on the podcast, see them in the Facebook group, but what about the failure stories? I want to hear some people who failed. I want to hear from the people that this didn't work for. Well, there's no shortage of that, you know, and, and there's a few lessons that come to mind as I'm thinking this through out loud with you today. And I'll go into the three reasons why your Amazon business will fail. If you mess up any of these three, it's going to fail. If you don't mess up any of these three, it's going to succeed. And we've seen the evidence over and over, but here's a little lesson now to kind of set up where I'm going with this, with this episode today. I'll pull a couple lessons from my friend, Daniel Lappin, who you've heard me reference good number of times on this show. Lapin, L-A-P-I-N. He's got a great podcast that's named after him. Any book written by him is going to be phenomenal. I've read most, if not all of them. And it's basically business truths from the Bible. And he'll back up scripturally anything that he shares, any lesson he shares. So it's not his wisdom. It's thousands years old, time-tested, proven wisdom. And I've talked about the evidence behind that on other episodes. I won't do that today. But one of the lessons is he illustrates by talking about airplane crashes. And I'll tie this to business failures in just a moment. But if you look at 
every airplane crash that's happened in modern history since man flight was invented, they all happened for the exact same reason. Every crash. You say, well, no, no, Jim, that's not quite true. You know, there's some different things that can go wrong. Well, no, there's only one thing that can go wrong when you're up in the air thousands of feet, and that's gravity. You stop defying gravity for whatever reason. It could be an engine failure. It could be, you know, bird gets stuck in the engine. It could be something goes through the cockpit window. It could be you run out of gas. It could be some kind of mechanical failure. Never mind the fact that, sorry to give everyone anxiety if you have a fear of flying. I'm not trying to do that because it's like the safest way of mass transit we've ever come up with as humans. Your odds of being injured in an airline flight uh, incident are just so ridiculously rare. It's huge worldwide news whenever one of those things does fail because every day millions of people use it safely. But that's not the point I'm making now. The point is gravity is to blame for every in-air disaster that's ever happened. Gravity is what caused it. It has a lot to do with, you know, I'm not much of a physics chemist kind of guy, but you've probably heard of the law of thermodynamics. You know, all things, one of the laws of thermodynamics that the whole universe works on is all things at any given time are heading towards a state of chaos. They're heading towards a state of organization and nice assembly to a state of chaos. If, if left alone, it descends into chaos. Everything does. Our bodies, a tree, a car that you park on the street, your house, if you just do nothing with it, it's going to slowly disintegrate, which to me is one of the strongest arguments against evolution. But not to dive off into those weeds, of course, but the very laws that we know the universe operates on kind of rage against the concept of something slowly improving over time and becoming something better than it was just because it just happened randomly. It goes against the laws of science, but we're going to stick, we're going to stick to business today. Okay. We're sticking to business. So we've got this thing called, you know, you may have heard it called entropy, entropy. There's the million dollar word of the day, meaning all things are kind of descending into chaos over time. Nothing's forming together nicely. There's no such thing as a set it and forget it business, for example push these buttons and just sit back and get checks. It's beautiful. Now you'll find plenty of sales pages that advertise that way, but that's not how business actually functions. There's always friction. There's always disappointments, unexpected twists. You thought you were acting with on all full information and were actually you were only operating on partial information. So you made bad decisions. You know, there's chaos surrounding. And that's why I call the listeners to this program the listeners of this podcast, the members of our community, whether you've bought a course from us or not, if you're trying to build a business in this chaos of COVID and you know people losing their jobs and massive shifts in what you can and can't sell and what is and isn't selling, you know, when COVID struck, for example, the people selling camping and travel equipment, they got body slammed. Like who's going camping right now? Who's traveling? Who's buying luggage right now? Nobody, right? And the people selling canned goods and long-term storage food items and, you know, and those people, those businesses, the shelves got cleared instantly. Like, you know, these challenges come and go. And I call us business building warriors because we have to adapt. And when we're talking about building a business on the internet, one of the things we talk about constantly on this show is multiple streams of income. 
Now, I start you out on Amazon because to me, that's the lowest hanging fruit. We have success stories in any number of other income streams. And we'll be talking about many of them. We have people creating courses and membership sites and monetizing Facebook groups built around the niche, self-publishing books, opening a consulting agency. Just There's thousands of ways to use the internet creatively. There's so many concepts out there. But this show, primarily, the first question I want to answer when someone comes into our community and they listen to this podcast, maybe five or six recent episodes, I want to hammer home what the low-hanging fruit is. All those other opportunities are amazing. But the low-hanging fruit right now is half of all transactions on the internet, in the United States specifically, are on Amazon. And the margins on those products that you can be selling there are ridiculously healthy and high. So it's just a matter of finding the right products. So let's talk to the skeptic. Let's talk to the critic. I've set up with a lot of information what I want to say as we kind of head into the second half of this episode and start to wind it down. So we know that there's only two or three things, or at least I believe there's only two or three things that can throw you off to where your Amazon business fails. So to this skeptic with their arms crossed, coming in with a little bit of an attitude saying, well, how much net profit did you make? And once we've answered that question and you've scrolled through and you've seen that these are legitimate success stories, these are real people who have built real businesses, you're left with maybe the next skeptic's question, which is the purpose of this episode today as a reminder. Well, what about the failure stories? How many people are failing? How many people are following this system and it just doesn't work? And I'm going to be so bold as to say that number is zero. If you follow the system, it's zero. And that saying that everyone who buys our course should succeed? No. Human nature, life interrupts. You get sicknesses, you get, you get life changes, you, you get some family drama, you know, a divorce happens or one of your kids is in some serious trouble. So the course gets set aside or you follow the course 70% and that last 30%, you figure you get to it later and it doesn't work. I'm going to get into the two or three ways that you can fail at this business. And I would argue whether you have our course or not, this applies to anyone selling on Amazon. I would argue what I'm about to share applies to any business. There's only two or three ways any business has ever failed. Just like there's only one way an airplane has ever crashed. Gravity, same thing, entropy, chaos. That's what we're warring against. How do you prevent entropy and chaos from warring against your business? It's only two or three things you got to take care of. If you can take care of those two or three things and not fail at any one of those, one of those, you're going to have a successful business. You're going to be putting money in the bank. Your business is going to be growing. It doesn't mean it's set it and forget it. There's no such thing. Anyone who's telling you that's the case, that's what makes passive investment so appealing. Is, yeah, I'm just going to slide some money over there and I'm going to come back later. I'm going to slide out a little bit more money than what I put in. The only problem is you got no control over the process. So that's not a business model. That's investment, which is beautiful if you find good investments. That's not what this show is about. The show is about you building a great business. It means it's going to take work. You're going to have to overcome the laws of entropy. You're going to have to overcome gravity, which applies both spiritually, mentally, physically, applies to your business, to your product selection, applies to everything. Gravity is always trying to pull. If you just shut everything down and take three weeks off, your business is going to be toast. Unless you've got somebody turning the wheels, it's done. You can't just walk away. It's got to be, you've got to be fighting gravity. So what are those two or three things? I say two or three because I could narrow it down to just two, but I'm going to do three to avoid the pushback that I think I'd get if I narrowed it down to just two. Okay, so the first one, and I'm rattling these off in no particular order, 
uh, as I thought through what I wanted to say for this episode, here they are. The first way to fail on Amazon. So everybody who's bought our course and failed, one of these three things happened, assuming they did the work. I mean, assuming they took a shot at it, okay? Just buying the course doesn't change your life. Obviously, you're not going to build anything if you don't do the work. But the people who did the work, they took a shot at it. It was one of these things that, that threw them off. I'll give you the list and I'll go through each of them. One, you picked the wrong products. You picked the wrong products. Two, you charged the wrong, the wrong price for the, for the right products. Good products, wrong price. Three, customers just don't want what you're selling right now. They're not seeing it. They're not finding it. No one's buying it. Product, price, customers. Product, price, customers. So you're saying, Jim, what about all these failure stories? I want to hear some failures. I want to have some people on your podcast that say they went in and they tried for eight months and they worked 40 hours a week. And, and in the end, it just didn't work. Like, well, there's going to be those people out there because their price or their product or the customers just didn't want what they picked. You know, just because the evidence says, wow, this is a, I'll give you an example of product first. There's tools you can buy. It costs you $100, $200 a month. They'll say, ooh, here's a great niche you can jump into. And this is one of the reasons I get so disappointed with private label. Because you use one of these two tools and it says, hey, here's a great keyword. Go buy a product that fits in this niche. It's a beautiful product. And you go into China and you have a bunch of it shipped to your garage. And then you get to the module in this four or $5,000 course that tells you how to start marketing it and pay-per-click. And you get all excited about all this, but then it's not moving. It's not selling. You picked a loser of a product. We avoid that, by the way, with the model we teach, which is why I say, if you follow the system we teach, if you get into the proven Amazon course and you go through the Amazon 101, which teaches the basics, and then you get into the RA replans model, you're not going to make the mistake of choosing going deep on the wrong product. Now, you can still go very shallow on a bunch of the wrong products and fail that way too. So that's one of the ways people fail at this model. You pick wrong products. For example, we teach 40 to 50% ROI is the very minimum that you want to go after when you're buying products. 40 to 50% ROI. We show you the tools that show you very easily on your screen as you're scrolling around amazon.com if you find a price on a product, like, oh, I could buy that product for $5. So you go to Amazon and see what it's selling for there. Oh, it's selling for $22 on Amazon. The ROI calculation is right there on the screen. We use Rev Seller for that. R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. Available at provenamazoncourse.com slash Rev Seller. It's a third-party software. We didn't develop it, but we partnered up with them to give you guys a great discount. It's a great tool for researching and knowing exactly what your ROI will be. Your return on investment ROI will be on any product. You just tell it, hey, here's what I can buy it for. You know, you can be looking on walmart.com or even eBay or whatever other website you want to bump around on, or you can be out in the stores and you can see the prices on stuff and you can plug them in and see, okay, it's selling on Amazon for X. I can buy it for Y. What's my ROI? And it tells you right there on the screen. So if you're buying products that have a bad ROI or that no customers want, that's a couple of different ways that you can definitely mess this up. You can go buy $10,000 worth of inventory every month and sell it at a bad ROI and be working your tail off, prepping, shipping, packing, sending in boxes, handling the little issues that Amazon throws at you. And when you go to look at your numbers three, six months later, you go, wow, okay, I just threw fifty, sixty thousand dollars into the machine and it threw fifty or sixty thousand dollars back at me. 
that's not a good business model. Well, no, you're exactly right. It's not. That's because you were buying products that didn't have a high enough ROI. You got to find ones with better ROI. And here's why I'm so confident. I mean, literally, as I'm sitting here talking, I can scroll through the sales that I've made in the past few hours in my own account, doing the replans model. My team is shipping and prepping and packing these right now, shopping for them and buying them right now. And they're literally everywhere. I'm talking about an item. Maybe it's three of an identical item. Let's say three bottles of ketchup. And we can source it from any store for 7 or $8. And it's selling on Amazon for us five to 15 times a month, predictably, for three times that amount, you know, 20 to $25. So you're telling me you can't do that. Yeah, you can do that. Now, what you can't do is sell those same three bottles that you bought for $7 for, say, $12. There's not enough money in there now because by the time Amazon gets their fees and there's shipping involved and you know all the other expenses of doing business, no, you, there's not enough money to buy it for seven, sell it for 12. That's the mistake you're making. So you had a good product, but you had a bad price. There's only three ways to mess this up. Product, price, customers. Are there enough people buying it? Is it selling enough times per month to make it worth your while? If it's only going to sell once every six months, that's a bad product. Now, it could be a great product. You just got it on the wrong ASIN. I'm not going to dive into those weeds right now, but I've talked about on past recent episodes the difference between a product and an ASIN. The same product, that same bottle of ketchup could appear in 50 different Amazon listings. It's not as chaotic as eBay where that bottle of ketchup could appear on 15,000 different listings. But on, even on Amazon... You'll have multiple single packs of that ketchup. You have multiple double packs. You'll have that ketchup with two mustard bottles. You'll have that ketchup with a can of beans and some kind of recipe card, you know, for some kind of grandma's special whatever recipe. So that bottle of ketchup is showing up in several places. It may just be you're trying to sell it on the wrong ASIN right now, or you're trying to sell it for too few dollars, or you're selling it somewhere where no one's seeing it. That's why the only tool that we recommend around here is Keepa, K-E-E-P-A. You don't need these expensive $100 and $200 a month software packages to find profitable products on Amazon. You just don't. Keepa tells you the velocity that you can expect on any given product on Amazon. As you're scrolling around amazon.com, this plugin is telling you, hey, this product you're looking at right now on the screen, the sales rank on that product changed in a positive direction approximately 15 times last month. What's it mean when the sales rank changes in a positive direction on a product? And Keepa is the only one that does this, by the way. What's it mean when the sales rank changes in a positive direction on a product? It means at least one sale was made, possibly several sales, since the last time Keepa checked the data. So you can safely double or triple whatever Keepa tells you. It says, hey, we think this product sells 10 times per month. It probably sells 20 or 30 times per month. And you've got your estimate. Okay, so now we know it's got some velocity. This ASIN is getting some attention. People are buying it. The only other decision you have to make is, is that ROI significant? I don't care if a bunch of people are buying a product and I'm losing money or barely breaking even doing it. I don't want to sell that product. So how can you fail at this business? I could line up, you know, everybody who's emailed us and said, hey, I tried this for a couple months. It just didn't work. Okay, well, either you didn't do it or if you did do it, product price customer issue was at the core. Just like I could say, you know, if, if I heard in the news, oh man, a, a, there was a plane wreck, you know, in some country I've never heard of. There was a plane wreck, a horrible loss of life. 35 people died in, you know, in this plane wreck. Well, I know what caused it. I don't need to read the article. Gravity caused it. If someone says, ah, I tried that business, it just didn't work. Well, I know either they didn't really try 
meaning they, they never opened up the program or they never actually bought inventory and sent it in. One of those two. Or the product price or customers just weren't there, weren't within the range that they needed to be for the stuff they were buying. You know, or they went off the rails and ignored our advice entirely and bought you know, 20,000 units from China of this product that one of these expensive tools told them to go buy. There's certainly a bunch of ways you can fail, but they all fit neatly into one of those three categories. And the reason we're so bullish on the replens model and the reason we're seeing so many success stories right now is because if you follow the plan, it's impossible to lose. Meaning, don't send product in just because you're frustrated and haven't found any new products to send in. Only send products in once you know, hey, wow, that's a good ROI. It's moving at a significant pace, meaning the customer's there and they want it. It doesn't matter how emotionally vested you are in the product or how knowledgeable you are about that. I'm selling products in our inventory right now that I can't read the packaging. It's in a foreign language. There's literally nothing on the package in English that I can read. And it has an English title on Amazon, thankfully, that someone else set up. We never set up new listings in our business, virtually never. But someone else set one up. And the description certainly doesn't match what's on the package, in my opinion. But people are buying it. And it's a great ROI. One of my favorite sellers, we're literally the only person selling it now. There were four or five people selling it. And over time, everyone dropped off. It's just us now. I'm still sourcing it, slowly raising the price. People are still buying it. It's going great. That's how you do this business. You don't send in guesses. Some of the parameters that we use in replans, for example, and you know this is this is kind of where we're at. If you if you read go through the replans course, you're going to hear these are kind of the ballpark numbers. If you can't get forty to fifty percent ROI out of a product, don't send it in. If you're not going to make two or three dollars off the sale once it's all said and done, don't send it in. If it's not selling at least, you know, some people say at least ten a month for all sellers combined, not just, not for you, but for all sellers combined, at least 10 sales a month, don't send it in if you're new. Now we have some that we play around with because like I said, Keepa isn't always perfectly accurate. Like one of our best selling items, Keepa consistently says it sells 10 or 11 a month. Well, we're selling two or three of it a day frequently when we can keep it in stock. So Keepa's stats can be skewed if that product is occasionally going out of stock and it's hard to find, right? Because it only knows when a sale is made. It doesn't know that stock went out. It doesn't factor that in. So you'll see times where Keepa is telling you, and I'll put a link to Keepa in the show notes so you can go check it out too if you don't have it yet. Very inexpensive. And I'm finally using my affiliate link. I think I've sent them thousands of users at this point and I've made, no joke, less than $100 in affiliate commission. I just know that the tool works and so I talk, talk to people about it. Haven't used our affiliate link in years and started dropping it in there recently. So I think we get five or $10 if somebody signs up one time. It's not like it's a you know, big boom for us to be endorsing this. I could certainly make a whole lot more money endorsing the expensive products, the expensive tools, those monthly paid programs that pay out every month. And trust me, they are all after me. If there's a popular tool out there that you hear people talking about, they are after us because they know we have a vast audience and they would love for us to promote, endorse their stuff. But I'm saying, hey, you know, show me the long list of success stories of people with your product, predictable, stable, it works. You know, it's not... Uh, and there aren't any less expensive tools that are better than yours. Now, I'm going to promote what works. I don't care if there's an affiliate program or not. That's what we do. If it works, we talk about it. And if there happens to be an affiliate program, sure, I'll put the link in there for people who want it. But I'm giving you all you need to go buy these things without needing to use our affiliate link. 
We collect success stories here. That's what we want, a success story. So if your question for me is, hey, Jim, I see all these success stories. And to be honest with you, it's a little frustrating to me because I feel like you're not talking about all the failure stories. I want to hear about the people who fail. Well, it's easy to fail. Failure's simple. You know, I want to hear about the people, let's talk about marriages for a second. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the people, you know, it's one thing to say you had a great marriage for all these decades, but I want to talk about all the people whose marriages failed. Well, it's easy. You can destroy something in a, in a day. You can destroy anything. I mean, just think of, this is another Daniel Lappin example, talking about entropy and how easy it is to destroy things. You know, you talk about the, let's, let's look at a really nice building, maybe in a, in a nice, think of one of your favorite cities and there's just a beautiful building all lit up, different colors at night and all these floors and windows and lights. And I love a good cityscape. To me, that's one of the most beautiful sights in the world is, you know, a cityscape around sunset when you can still kind of see the lights in the sky from the sun, but you also see all the lights in the building lighting up, especially if it's on the water, like um, oh, Hong Kong and, and uh, just Singapore and some of those pictures you see at night. Uh, incredible, Chicago, um, just any of these cities. But what strikes me is from this example with Lappin is how easy you could get, you could go get, let's say, a, a group of just, you know, city punks type guys, you know, picture whatever you want when I say that. Just some guys who like to rip things up and destroy things for whatever reason. Their motivations are relevant for this example. And you say, guys, here's a building. I want you to do your worst. You have one day. Do your worst. Give you a little bit of money, get some equipment if you want, you know, just, just, just destroy it. Make it look as bad as you can. 10 guys, any building, all the windows smashed, walls, holes, you know, you get them a little equipment. They could rip some chunks out of the country. And within a few hours, that place is unrecognizable, right? Easily done. Destruction is very easy. Failure is super simple. So if you want to hear failure stories, use your imagination. I mean, there's a hundred ways to destroy your marriage today. hundred ways. I'd much rather focus on the business building warriors who have overcome entropy. They've overcome chaos. They've overcome all the things that are pulling them down. They've overcome the health issues. They've overcome that they live somewhere in the world where there's no Amazon warehouse. They've overcome that it's hard to find those first few replens. They've overcome that sometimes Amazon says, hey, that product is selling great for you. We're in a bad mood today and we don't want you selling it anymore. They've overcome all of that stuff. So it's easy to find the people who are complaining because they didn't overcome those things. But finding the people who did overcome those things and hearing their inspirational stories is where this podcast will continue to focus. Because there's no shortage of people in any endeavor worth doing that have thrown in the towel for whatever reason that comes down to one of the three reasons I listed today. Assuming they were giving it an honest effort they were giving it an honest effort and they were actually buying products and sending them in, the price, the product they chose, or the customer demand, it's one of those three things. And if you get those three right, which we force you into that funnel with the replen training, we do not allow you to go buy a thousand units or even 500 or hundred or even 30 units of the wrong thing. You test super small. If it works, you go buy more. If it doesn't work, you liquidate it and break even, or you take a tiny, tiny loss on those five units that you sent in. Over time, you end up with 100 and 500, then more. And you've got shoppers, products out there, people buying these off the shelf, buying it online, sending it in. You start to build relationships with wholesalers. Maybe you have other people who come to you and say, hey, I've got a product I want to sell on Amazon. Can you help me? Like, yeah, sure. I'll set that up for a couple thousand dollars, get you your own account. Checks will go to you. Pay me as a commissioned sales rep for your product. 
Now you got another income stream because you're an expert in this arena. So for all those people who are pushing, hoping that I was going to share some disaster stories, meet Susan. She tried hard for six months. She did everything we told her to do. And surprisingly, somehow it just didn't work. No, it was products, price, or customer. That's it. Now I can hear some people protesting right now going, well, Jim, if you're on Amazon, don't they control whether or not your business exists? Like they could shut you down and suspend you anytime. We've talked about that before. Two things real quick. I'm not going to dive too deep into this. One, we're a multiple income streams community. I've been doing this for 20 years and not once have I ever said, hey, drop everything you're doing. Drop every other income stream you have. Turn everything else off. This is where you need to focus 100% of your attention for the next five years. I've never said anything like that. I never will. Multiple income streams is where you should be looking. You tie one down, you get it working, you systemize it, and then you move on to the next one. Multiple income streams, because we are relying on platforms that have far too few people working for them to make sure that they treat everybody with complete, as much as I don't like the word, fairness or justice, whatever word you want to insert there. They just can't. They're going to make some mistakes. But the beautiful thing is, the second point I want to make on the suspension issue is, over 95% of the time, if someone is suspended, it's a very temporary situation. And in almost 100%, we're like squeaky close to 100% of the time. If you persist, you will get your account back. Will it be inconvenient? Yes. Will it take some time possibly? Yes. Will you no longer be able to sell some of the products you were selling before? Quite possibly. Is there a creative solution around that challenge? Absolutely there is. So I'm not going to put that in there as the way to fail at this business because if you persist, you can keep going. You can even help other people sell on the platform. We have, like I already mentioned, we have many, many people in this community. That's their business model. They help other people get onto Amazon with their own products and they get a percent. You can still sell on Amazon. If you're good at finding inventory, you can help other people find inventory to sell. That's the big question everybody's asking. What am I going to sell? Where can I find it? If you're good at that, you're, you're set. So losing your Amazon account is not a game over. You can get it back. You can help others. This is a relationship business. So maybe if there was a fourth way to fail, it would be thinking you can do this by yourself. And if there was a fifth way to fail, it might be having a really bad attitude that's always looking for reasons that things won't work out for you. All right, I could go on and on and on. But basically, if you've got your mindset right and you understand how the world works and you understand anything worth doing is going to be work, you can do this business as long as your price, your product, and your customer demand are within the range that we tell you it needs to be. Anyone can make this work from anywhere in the world. And something I love about this podcast is if you listen to enough episodes, you're going to hear from people who aren't as intelligent as you are, lack the life experience that you have, don't have the connections that you have, nowhere near as many connections. They live somewhere in the world that's less advantageous than you. They've got more health issues. They're far, far older than you are, or they're far, far younger than you are, whatever excuse you want to use on your age. Right? They don't have the income that you have. They don't have the spare time that you have. They don't have the flexibility of schedule because they're children or whatever other issues. They have less business experience. They have less education than you but they're succeeding and they're growing a great business. And if that bothers you, if that gets into your skin, if that annoys you, well, maybe that's a healthy thing for you to be feeling. Maybe it's healthy for you to feel a little uncomfortable that they're doing it and I'm not. And rather than looking for failure stories, how about you say, I'm going to give this a solid effort. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure my pricing is where it needs to be so that I'm making a good ROI. I'm not going to sell products that don't meet that. I'm going to pick products that are, that are good, 
not that I like or that I have a good feeling about, or I think I could market my way through this. I'm not going to go hundred miles deep on one product. I'm not going to go out and buy 500 units of something to test it. No, you don't do that. We don't start you there. We don't start with private label. That's a mistake. I'm going to make sure the customer demand is there and I'm going to send those products in. That is a predictably stable, safe, low-hanging fruit business model that people are building incredible businesses around right now, as evidenced by all those annoying success stories that are pouring in. And I say annoying because I know that annoys some people. It gets into their skin. Why are they able to do it and I can't? Surely they're just, there's something going on here. They can do it, but it'll never work for me. Or I tried it a little bit and it didn't work for me. Maybe this model isn't for you. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but I am saying if you stick to what we teach, it does work. Half of all transactions happening in the United States on the internet right now are happening on Amazon. Thousands and thousands of businesses are hiring people, putting money in the bank and selling products like crazy right now. And you're telling me that you're the exception and you can't do it. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to try to talk you out of that, but I'm certainly not going to start bombarding you with failure stories if that's what you're hoping to hear because there's no limit to the way you can fail in life or in business. It's unlimited. But if you follow our model, there's only two or three ways that it will fail. You pay attention to those and you're just not going to fail. Okay, so God bless you, business building warrior. If you felt like I beat you up a little bit today, sorry, not sorry. Maybe this is the push you needed. Maybe it's the push you needed to go further into replans, or maybe it's the push you needed to say, you know what? That gym guy kind of annoys me. I don't like how confident he is about how he presents this opportunity. It can't be that great. It's not for you then. That's okay. There's something else you're supposed to be doing with your life. If you found this episode grading or degrading or unnecessarily harsh, or you don't like my worldview, I'm not the solution to all your challenges. I'm not trying to be. I am trying to, as honestly and accurately as possible, represent the opportunity that's in front of you right now, if you want to take hold of it. It's going to take work. You're going to stub your toe. You're going to bump your head. We're here. We've seen every challenge that you can possibly run into. We've been doing this for 20 years, and those hundreds and hundreds of recent success stories are real people. Many, many, if not most of them, have fewer advantages than you do right now. I don't need to know where you live. I didn't need to know your ethnicity or how much money you have in the bank. We've got people with success stories, fewer advantages than you, who are killing it right now. If you're ready to do the work, let's go. That's it. That's all I got for you. We'll have another great episode again for you real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.